Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the One Hope Church Podcast. This is Tyreen Martinson, and I'm excited to be speaking to you about Colossians 3, 1 through 14. Now, I have to admit, these verses in the past have kind of felt um, hard, and they are hard. There's no way to read uh, verses 5 through 10 without feeling a little convicted, at least for me anyway. These verses say, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Actually, that's just verses 5 and 6. But when I read those, I just, I feel convicted. I, I feel sometimes guilt, but also sometimes shame. And I don't really know... I, I know that all of our emotions are a gift from God to help us find health. I think all of them point to things that we need to fix in our lives. So when we feel shame, that probably means something needs to change, whether it's our the, a renewing of our mind, a renewing of our spirit, or something in our physical lives. So I, I get that. But sometimes I take that conviction too far instead of reading on to the next verses that talk about how uh, we're God's chosen people and we get to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So sometimes I just beat myself over the head with the sinful stuff. And again, some would say that that's right. That's what you need to do to be convicted. I think it's it's a dangerous thing to focus too much on the sin. Um, I think we also really truly need the love of Christ and to know that he loves us no matter how far we, we might run, no matter how we might hide, no matter what stupid things that we do. God loves each of us and he gave his son to die for our sins for every single person in the world because he wants us to be in relationship with him. And so looking at these verses tonight as I am preparing this podcast, interestingly enough, for the first time, I didn't beat myself over the head with them. For the first time, I had this wild idea for a story. I thought, what if there was a fantasy story and you got to bear with me a little bit because I like to read fantasy and sci-fi because I believe that they are places where you can really truly de- dive into rich symbolism in a way that um, what might seem a little corny in a, in a contemporary world type story or a real life type story. So that's part of the reason I really like fantasy and sci-fi because of all that symbolism. And so... I think it'd be really cool to have a fantasy story where there was like an evil necromancer or necromancer. I'm not sure how to actually pronounce that word. I can spell it. Can't say it. Anyway, evil necromancer dude who embodied all of these terrible things into evil creatures 
uh, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. So, like all of each of these being a distinct evil, awful creature. Maybe not ugly on the outside, but just evil, like the embodiment of each of those awful things. And then there's this band of heroes, and they have a quest to save the world somehow. I don't really know how. Uh, and each of them, the only way they can resist these evil creatures is by clothing themselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And so the story would then go on and they would, they would of course, resist eventually. Maybe not right away. They'd probably all have problems uh, and make mistakes and fall in some way or another. But they would eventually be able to resist because they would all know the true source of love. And then in a fantasy story, that's where the tricky business is, is you're trying to figure out how to symbolically represent God in a way that doesn't... Um, scare away secular readers, but also doesn't scare away Christian readers. <laughs> so that, that would be the tricky part. But, um, anyway, the, I, I imagine this story being kind of this fun, epic, uh, story that could be quite, uh, descriptive <laughs> as far as the, the bad stuff and the good stuff, the, the clothing themselves in kindness type of moments. So, um, I thought about that story idea, and then I went back to these scripture verses, and I thought, huh, when I look at it like that, I read the sinful stuff, and then I move forward, and I read about putting on the new self, renewed in knowledge and the image of its creator, where there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. It's really wild, but for me, when I think of a symbolic story about these verses, I can then come back to the verses and go, ah, oh, I get it now. It's <laughs> all about focusing and knowing Christ is in all, is, is all and is in all and is in me. And so... When I, in my life, knowing Christ, take my eyes off him, forget him for some length of time, get tempted by the open, disgusting, maggot-filled graves of sin around me, and then go and pick up some tattered, ghastly, bone filled nastiness out of one of those open graves and then put it on my shoulders and be like, yeah, I'm going to hold on to that nasty sin thing again. I basically reanimated the sin and brought it back into my life, which is horrifying. I mean, I got to really think of it. If I picture it in that horrifying sense, I go, ew, ew, I don't want to do that. I don't want to pick up something gross like that. No, I want to clothe myself in this shining compassion, this golden kindness, this gorgeous humility, this <laughs> beautiful armor of gentleness and patience. I'd rather pick those attributes up and put them on as new clothing, as being in Christ. And so 
thanks be to God for God's salvation and his love and his grace. The fact that he will come after us. He does fight for us. He has overcome evil for us. We don't have to pick up anything we get tempted by in this world. We don't have to pick up any of that stuff from the open graves of sin that are rotting and festering in this world. We can focus on Christ and allow him to clothe us in these uh, beautiful and amazing gifts that are mentioned here in the last few verses of this passage. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So for me, while I do think it's important to recognize that Christ is good, and without him, I'm lost. <laughs> uh, I need to focus on his love. I need to focus on who Jesus is, not who I am. And I'm so thankful that he gives me this weird way of looking at the world in which my imagination helps me come back to reality and understand it better. Um, but I know even that is, is nothing, really, in comparison to Christ's love. Um, God is truly the creative, um, <laughs> fully creative, fully amazing uh, maker of the universe. Um, his imagination is gorgeous, and that's why I like to imagine things. But in the end, what's really important is God's love for us that's shown to us in Christ Jesus. And how beautiful is it that we get to have Christ in us. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for the gifts that you have given us and the fact that you love us so much that we have you for eternity, that we will be with you in eternity, that we have you in us for eternity. <laughs> it is so amazing, God. And we just thank and praise your name for keeping our eyes fixed on you. Lord, strengthen us that we can walk by all the nasty stuff and don't pick it and help us not to pick it up again, but only pick up the gifts you have given us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you.